Hello, I'm Howard, and welcome to the final podcast in the series that is player reviews. Except it's not a player review; it's a manager review. Yep, to finish off the series, it's only fitting and only fair that the man who oversaw City's greatest ever season, a treble, the treble, Pep Guardiola, gets his own podcast and a little review of the season he had. Which, let's be honest, had its ups and downs, but. The ups were how it finished, and I think we're all pretty happy with the job he did. So who better to discuss him than Asan? Uh, good morning, Asan. How are you? Morning, Howard. Uh, I'm really good and really looking forward to doing this podcast, to be honest. I, I found myself thinking about it uh, yesterday evening, just being like, oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about Pep. Pep, Pep deserves his flowers, and I, I think we're going to give them to him today. Mm. So is it uh, just usual weather check-in i'm getting absolutely sick of the weather here now but is it like 40 degrees where you are at the moment it's close it's 35 36 and then it's crazy humidity and um it's just not very nice to put it bluntly and also i started running again about six weeks ago yeah so i find that i get up in the morning and it's already like 90% 90% humidity <laughs> by 7am, already like 25, 26 degrees. So uh, I go for a run, but then it means that I really can't go outside again until until well into the afternoon, because otherwise I just start sweating as soon as I step out of the house, just because I guess that my body temperature just goes up so much from the, uh, from the run in the morning that uh, it just takes ages for it to regulate itself again. Well... Let's distract ourselves from our differing levels of crap weather uh, <laughs> and talk about Pep Guardiola, shall we? Uh, of course, it was the longest season ever. Last summer, Bernardo stayed, of course. <laughs> the annual uh, soap opera, Ake stayed. Thank God for that. Fernandinho left last summer, unless I've got my years mixed up. Jesus, Sterling, Zinchenko out. So, yeah, we're talking now about a busy summer. Last summer was pretty hectic with Haaland, Alvarez, Phillips in. Do you remember your expectations when the season started with Pep? Do you remember any of that? Obviously, Haaland's a game-changer, but some big exits. Did you expect the same from Pep? Was the biggest challenge going to be intensity? Going for a three-peat, the phrase. I hope I hate more than any other. Uh, do you remember any thoughts as we, we went into that Community Shield on West Ham game? I do actually. I mean, uh, on a personal level, I felt as though the Haaland's, Haaland signing really was a game changer, um, and it really did mitigate, particularly Sterling and Jesus leaving. I, I felt as though Haaland will balance that. I think, from an expectation point of view, I don't think I went into the season concerned with um, complacency. I, mm. I didn't think, oh, the players are going to dr- players are going to drop off here because they've won. They've won back-to-back titles. Um, it obviously it's a question that kind of developed as the season went on, but no, as at the beginning, I was very confident that City would be better than last season. I think. Look, I think the thing was that you could probably divide people into two camps. You got those. You got that camp of people that were like, "Well, I don't know whether Haaland is going to fit in, and I don't know how good he's going to be, so we'll see." And then yeah. you had people like me that were going, he's going to score goals from day one and 
it'll be a game changer for City and for the team. And it, fundamentally, he will make us a much better team. Um, so I, my expectations were really high because I knew that the the impact that Haaland potentially could have. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. We're not doing a season review as such, but everything revolves around the manager in a way. So, found it interesting looking back at the results. Like, yeah, let's dig into this season. There's so much to talk about. So, so much. Uh, and as I say, ends up pretty good. And in your head, it's easy to split it into two halves. But I would say the issues with City before they became, you know, this all-conquering machine we probably weren't past the halfway stage. I don't know how many games in, for example, was the defeat at Spurs, but it was probably past halfway, was it not? Then you've got that World Cup in the middle that we tend to use that to split uh, the season, but it didn't really work with Pep this. And I looked at his results. See, of course, won at West Ham and put in plenty of uh, goals past teams at home. And they didn't lose a game until Liverpool in October, but there was a disappointing draw at Villa, so I remember watching a holiday and we were pants, really, because Gerard was already struggling at that time. The, the Villa team wasn't doing anything. That was a big disappointment. Newcastle away? Nah. With hindsight, not the end of the world. None of them were, really. Results-wise, there wasn't a lot wrong. So I'm about to discuss that Liverpool game because I know you've got plenty to say about that. Uh, did you actually feel there was that much wrong until the beer before that Liverpool game arrived? Or do you think we'd actually had one of our better starts? Because even in our most successful seasons, we don't start that quickly anyway, because Pep always looks at the long game. Mm. No, I mean, I don't think I don't think the start was bad at all. Yeah. Um, uh, on the contrary, I felt that I liked what I was seeing from the team. I think that there was a, um, one of the things, for example, the Villa draw, I think it was one of those games where yeah. it felt a little bit like they went a bit too far in terms of just banging the ball to Haaland every time they got it. Um, but in the main, if you look at the the performance in the derby, uh, even the even the Newcastle three three. I mean, like Not the I, end know, of the world, I can it? imagine. Yeah. No, and, and I can imagine that Guardiola was furious, right, um, with the manner in which we conceded those goals. But sometimes that's football, and so I, I felt that we started the season well. But more importantly, I felt that it was very clear what Haaland was going to bring to the team. It was very clear how the dynamic of the team had changed because Haaland was in it. Um, and I liked the kind of... It's hard to know how much of it... Like it, one of the one of the big questions that I'd love to ask Pep is whether there was a point in the season where he specifically changed the instructions that he was giving to the players, and I'm talking yeah. about in that early period, or whether it was simply a case of they they went too far one way and then corrected themselves and went too far the other way. If that makes sense, because I feel as though we were very open and very attacking and there was almost like a kind of you know like it was a bit like basketball games those particularly the newcastle game but just in general like it felt as though we were we were much more direct and aggressive in the way that we were we were attacking and then there came a point in the season 
which we'll get to later, where it felt like the opposite of that had happened, where somebody had put a handbrake on the team and everybody was playing backwards and sideways and playing at two miles an hour. Um, and I'd love to know how much of that was the players themselves having to kind of adjust and find rhythm and how much of that was down to instruction from Pep. Yeah, so the Liverpool game, Anfield. Now you can categorise it as well. It's the sort of thing we do in the way that we always get, you know, forget the rest of the season, we go to Spurs and we lose there, even if we're on, on the cusp of a treble, it's what we do. But we, the, the thing is, we don't really do that anymore. I, I felt we'd, we're past the point where you go to Anfield being scared to play there. They're, they were already in trouble that season. It looked like it was going to be one of those seasons and that's what it was. Uh, they wouldn't make the Champions League, of course. Now, their home record remains superb. They are still... Whatever, if it's one of their off-seasons or on-seasons, they are damn difficult to beat there. But if they're ever the phrase, and it's not a great phrase, I don't like this, to be honest, that they were there for the taking, this was it. And we went there and lost 1-0. And I remember asking recently, or I asked someone recently, it was we lost because of a mistake by Cancelo. So even if he hadn't made that mistake and it ended 0-0, I think I'd have been, still been a bit frustrated about that result because it was the approach of Pep and his team that really irked me as much as the result. Was this Pep's first big mistake of the season for you, the way he set up City for this match? Yeah, I think I think it was. I think that um, the selection was a little bit all over the place. I think the tactics on the day were a car crash. Um, I think that there was a... Uh, it felt as though that whole tactic was built to get Joe Cancelo in, in space, which, why you're building a team around Cancelo, I, I didn't understand at all. Using Foden practically as a left wing back, I mean, just it was just a car crash. It was, I can't remember in all the years that Pep's been our manager, uh, I can't remember more than one or two other times of being that angry with a selection and then with a kind of... Because I think there's, the, on the one hand, you got the team sheet when it drops and you look at it and you go, oh, I wonder who's playing where. There's yeah. obviously an extra midfielder in there, right? But maybe he plays Kev on the right and whatever, yeah? But then the game starts and you're like, oh no, like you've done some proper fuckery here, Pep. Um, and it just didn't, it didn't work. And you know, the funny thing is that for me... It's not so much, uh, I think the result, fine, can go one way or the other, uh, particularly at Anfield. I think for me, the thing was, it felt as though a team that at that point, I felt were flying in terms of the number of chances they were creating and goals that they were scoring. We weren't long off the, off the slapping of United. It made absolutely no sense to me to neuter that team and go, you know what, it's Anfield, let's be scared. Um, that's, it just, it, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. And for me, even though there was, we had some issues later on, for me, that Liverpool game is really the nadir of the season, just because I almost feel as though there's a, there's a, a positivity and a momentum building 
around the team as a whole and the p p performances themselves. And that took that one selection, that one day, took all the wind out of the sails of the team. And I'm not sure that they properly recovered until well into 2023. Yeah, fair. Well, after that, uh, three unconvincing wins, I would say. So I think the Brighton home wins in this period, uh, where they were brilliant. That's pretty Yeah, I was very happy just to just to get the the points. To be honest, uh, one of the best teams to come to the mm. Etihad. There was a Fulham win, of course, where we're down to ten men. So I was happy with that, to be honest, because you know, with ten men, we got the win. Uh, and then, of course, and we all had a big podcast meet up afterwards to have a big sulk together. Uh, we headed off into the World Cup with that Brentford home defeat. Now, this is not a season review, so I didn't want to go through everything, but it is, it's so relevant to Pep in a way that we must mention this. Did it feel to you at that point, I mean, we've talked about the Brentford defeat before, did the players, we had more players at the World Cup than anyone else, maybe their minds were elsewhere, we'll never know. But did it really feel to you at that point or was it? Yeah, we've, we we will talk. We talked on podcast about it being a transition season. Am I too early to, for that discussion? Did it just feel like Pep was struggling at this point to find a team that was that was in sync with each other, basically? Well, I mean, you say that, but then, like I said, pre Liverpool, it feels mm. like everything's right. It feels like the team are almost building up a real head of steam. And then Liverpool happens, and then out the back end of Liverpool, you, you, as you say, we get these performances that feel really flat and really dour. And that culminates in what happens against Brentford. Um, but at that point, I didn't really... Because I felt as though the Brentford game, you could almost take it in isolation because it was the last game before the World Cup. It looked to me like a lot of players just didn't really want to hurt themselves. There was a lot of players that were playing it 80% rather than 105%. Um, and so that became like a, a kind of a game, like a unique situation. But outside of that, at that point, I wasn't really that panicked or worried because I felt as though, all right, fine, the World Cup's a big distraction. Haaland's come in, like everything's a bit new. They'll go to the World Cup, they'll come back and it all will be well. I need to backtrack here because something else happened uh, which you drew my attention to because I forgot. Pep signed a new contract uh, toward, well, 22nd, 23rd of November sometime around then. Uh, huge yep. moment. Huge, huge moment. Huge. For City, for Pep and quite relevant to a Pep Review podcast as well. Uh, obviously, obvious questions. That must have, you must be absolutely beaming at that moment all fans were did it surprise you and what why do you think he signed it at this point what did it mean to you at the time and what do you think the effect of it would be thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show to listen to the full podcast and all our contents including reviews previews analysis quizzes and much more go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description so what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.